Welcome to Voices for the New Age with your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. Each week, our show explores topics you've wanted to hear about with a focus on better health, wise leadership, and spiritual connections to help both your personal and professional life. Now, here is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Good afternoon. You're listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Juna Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Dr. Steve Sokolow. Hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. And our guest today is Rain Richards, creator of Crystal Dreaming and author of Spirit Guide, Spirit World, A Diary of an Urban Shaman, and Alchemy of Crystals, How to Facilitate Altered States, Connection with Source, Profound Self-Healing, and Journey into Bliss. During a crystal dreaming session, over 40 beautiful crystals that have been specifically chosen are placed around your head and body in a specific mandala pattern, which allows you to quickly experience a state of deep relaxation, bliss, and expanded awareness. You easily access your body's cellular memory that unlocks and releases fear, pain, or unresolved trauma you've been carrying from the past in your current life, as well as from your past lives. You also embark on a healing journey through the spiritual dimensions that enables you to meet your spirit guides and receive their guidance. It's also possible to connect with loved ones who are deceased, break karmic contracts, and unlock past life abilities, talents, and gifts. You gain clarity on your current challenges and how to fulfill your purpose. And if you've been stuck, you release the block that has been holding you back, feel peaceful, and be empowered to take action to move forward. It's an honor and a privilege to welcome you, Ray. Thank you. Great to be here. Great. Okay. And so uh, you have a background in the arts. How did you get involved with crystals? Uh, well, that is a long story. So I'll ask you both to uh, to uh, take me on another track if I go on too long. But uh, I had a, su- a successful career as a visual and performance artist that spanned between five years it it had two tracks i was a community artist where i was employed by community groups to go in and create artworks with a particular community group Uh, and i was also a performance artist which was my passion which is really what i majored in, in in my fine arts degree i pursued that i continued that although initially uh people really didn't get, didn't understand, didn't quite get what I was doing as a performance artist. So you could say kind of at the beginning of my performance art journey, I was being arrested for doing the things that I did. And at the end, I was opening major international festivals. So it was a 25-year journey that took me from the fringes to less, less of the fringes in so much as uh, we were there at the major international festivals in Australia. Wonderful. But uh, how, uh, and there are, sorry. Oh, but how, when did crystals come in the picture? Ah, uh, this is, I'm getting there. Uh, so uh, it evolved into, I evolved into being the center of a really successful group. 
That group ran for about 18 months. It was quite anarchic and dynamic. Uh, and as these things go, uh, naturally the group split into smaller groups. So I reached a point in my life at about age 42 where I was, and I use this language now, I wouldn't have used this language then, where I, I entered a still point, an absolute point of where I'd achieved a lot of what I set out to achieve when I was a teenager. Uh, I'd fulfilled my passion. I'd created a great group, blended into smaller groups, and I was absolutely and utterly at peace with where I was in my life. So unlike many healers who are triggered into a major revelation, mine wasn't a healing crisis. It was much more a, a point of absolute surrender. And in that point of absolute surrender, I picked up a rare crystal and my whole life changed in that instant. Prior to that, I had really no interest in healing, no conscious interest in healing, uh, and no interest in crystals. So prior to that, I was kind of like, I didn't really get what people were on about with crystals until I handled this particular crystal. And, and within... Within about 15 minutes, it opened my consciousness dramatically to the point where I was having a dialogue with beings I didn't believe in. And I was actually saying to them, guys, you've got the wrong guy. I don't believe in you. <laughs> you need to be talking to someone who believes in you. So that was the start of my journey as a shaman. And really, if you look at my work in hindsight, it was all there. It was all, it was it, it, the director of the National Gallery here in Australia described my work as new ritual, new shamanism. Uh, but I didn't really get that. I was just making it without thinking about it. I was an expressive artist. And in hindsight, you can look at look at the work I created, and, it, and it's obviously the work of a shaman. Uh, but at the time, I, I didn't get that at all. And, and in fact, you know, when people said that kind of thing, I was like, oh, whatever, I just, I just make the art, you know. I just create space. But, of course, what I was doing was creating a sacred space in performance, which is what we do in Crystal Dreaming we create a sacred space for transformation. So what, what kind of crystal uh, was it that changed your life? Well, it was an American crystal. It was Mount St. Helen obsidian, which, of course, is a form of volcanic glass, but still has properties and still had a profound effect on me. I actually picked it up. I thought it was a fishing float. I thought my friend had a, an ornamental fishing float. Then I started handling it and realized it was much more than that. And then off I went. Mm. My whole life transformed in a few minutes. Wow. And, and so how, how do crystals work? Like, uh, it's so amazing that, you know, they're just really rocks. And then to put them in a certain grid formation so, and, and uh, it becomes a portal to another dimension. Uh, well, you've hit the nail on the head. Really, they're multidimensional tools. There are much more crystals than we see. Uh, many people can feel it, uh, but there is generally much more going on around the crystal than we perceive generally. And if we put the crystals together in a sense, we can open a vortex, we can open a portal, we can open a gateway to higher consciousness. And that's what came to me very, very quickly uh, when I when I actually started laying out crystals, this... this um, this pattern was like, uh, you know, you sometimes in a shed, you've got little uh, shapes with tools on with the tools on the wall. It was like that, putting the crystals out was like obviously the only place these crystals could go. 
uh, and then I lay somebody down in it and, and you know the magic started to happen that's a very short version but that's the idea anyway and Steve, you, you've had a crystal dreaming session. Uh, can you tell us what you experienced in the process? I did. It was uh, quite transformative. Um, you're lying on a mat and you have, as you said, uh, 20 or 30 crystals all forming an arc around your head. And I later learned that essentially they're pointing at your pineal gland and it took a very little time before I was in an a, uh, elevated state of consciousness. And um, I had some extraordinary experiences. Uh, my uh, uh, sixth chakra, my third eye, um, opened uh, virtually completely. Um, I was, there was a waterfall of light pouring through me that caused my body to undulate for 10 or 15 minutes uncontrollably. It wasn't unpleasant. It was uh, just a very um, unusual uh, experience. And uh, I actually, I had the feeling that there were, uh, not only were there angels present, but in fact, there may have been an archangel present. It was quite an extraordinary experience. And I took a before and after picture and anyone looking at the picture would think that I am radiating afterwards. Great. Uh, Fortunately, uh, a typical experience. (laughs) You said typical or atypical? Typical, typical, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we hope for with the the crystal. And I I was so taken with it that I invited other members of my family and some good friends also to have a crystal dreaming experience. Each one was unique but each yeah. one had a profound experience. So thank yeah. you. Oh, my pleasure. And, and so how, how is it that crystal dreaming can bring your past lives into your conscious awareness? Okay, so uh, what the process does is it opens consciousness, it expands consciousness to places that we can be aware of that we're not normally aware of. Uh, it's our birthright, it's a natural thing to be able to access this space. What crystal dreaming does is open that space safely. And in uh, crystal dreaming, the aim is to elevate the client's consciousness to a point where they reach absolute bliss or connection with the superconscious, uh, connection with their higher self, which fortunately can happen for most people. In that process, uh, crystal dreaming reveals anything that's blocking that process. So naturally, uh, we end up dealing quite a lot with uh, past life trauma. So yes, we can access past lives quite easily. There are many, many, many of them. Uh, But really what the process reveals is any any trauma that's holding really to an experience past life and or although the experience might be physical, it might manifest as a physical recollection, sometimes quite visceral, it's actually, it's about the emotional blockage, it's about the emotions that we're holding around the experience that keep our energy, our vibration lower. They prevent us from accessing absolute bliss, from surrendering to all there is. So uh, naturally with crystal dreaming, that happens a lot and it happens pretty well immediately. And what part does forgiveness uh, play in the healing process? Uh, it's an absolute key to release. So 
if we understand that uh, lack of forgiveness uh, or, well, first of all, really understanding what happened, why it happened, that lack of forgiveness will hold us in a lower vibration uh, because, of course, it's fear-based. And anything that's fear-based will prevent you from a accessing an a state of absolute oneness and unconditional love. So if we can move, forgiveness is the big key to release all trauma in any reality at any time. And of course, in this reality now, it applies. And I'm sure there are other techniques that use forgiveness. But when we move into a multidimensional reality, it becomes extraordinarily powerful. And that's what crystal dreaming does. It takes the client in full consciousness. They're not in such a deep state that they don't understand what's going on or can be manipulated. In full consciousness, they enter space, this sacred space of multidimensional consciousness. And in that space, then forgiveness becomes extraordinarily powerful and an enormous release, a release to, to blockages people may not, have be, may not have understood what was holding them back in life. Can you share uh, an experience one of your clients might have had of uh, releasing a past life, you know, with... Um, while respecting confidentiality? All right. Where do I start? Um, I'll start with a, with a, a recent story. And if that, uh, if that doesn't illustrate, uh, please ask me again, because there's so, so many. I mean, probably I've facilitated over 7,000 personal sessions. So they're all in here somewhere. Uh, one of the stories I uh, released recently, so I have a website called diaryofanurbanshaman.com where I release a story every two weeks from my book, uh, Spirit World. So if anyone wants to visit diaryofanurbanshaman.com, they'll see fairly, fairly interesting stories. The one I released most recently was a client uh, who really wanted to see her future death, her death on this plane. And that was, that was an interesting one because before she went there, uh, she visited a past life death. And that past life death was peaceful. It was, it was not traumatic. Uh, it was a time as uh, an Asian a person who worked super hard for his family, wore his body out. Uh, providing for his family so that his children could get the education he didn't have. Uh, he also did work in the community, and as he aged, as his body wore out, he died uh, really, by Western standards, quite poor, but actually quite happy and quite at peace. Now, the client was reincarnated into a wealthy situation in this life, and that was the situation, that was the reason that she learned all she needed to know about being poor. And in this life, she was really what, what most people would consider quite affluent. And she wanted to, to understand those choices, which was revealed to her in the session really easily, and also look at their future death, because she was entering the later period of her life. Now, what was interesting there was that the time and place of her death became irrelevant. Uh, it, was, it was what happened when she died that became most powerful. Uh, wait, wait, but hold that thought. That, hold, hold that thought. Yep. Um, because we're going to have to take a short break. 
Uh, and, Perfect time for a break. <laughs> uh, and so people want to know about that death. And so uh, our guest today is Rain Richards, creator of Crystal Dreaming and author of Spirit World, A Diary of a Urban Shaman and Alchemy of Crystals, How to Facilitate Altered States, Connection with Source, Profound Self-Healing and Journey into Bliss. We're going to take a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at juniverse.com or via email to junawotan at me.com. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Wotan. At me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. You're listening to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juno Wotan, and my co-host is Dr. Steve Sokolow. And our guest today is Rain Richards, creator of Crystal Dreaming and author of Spirit World, a diary of a Urban Shaman, and Alchemy of Crystals, How to Facilitate Altered States, Connection with Source, Profound Self-Healing, and Journey into Bliss. Welcome back. And uh, we, before the break, we were talking about a woman coming uh, because she wanted to explore past life. And so maybe, Rame, if you could just recap what we said. Okay. So the client experienced her most recent past life where she was poor but happy, which um, helped her understand why she was living such an abundant and opulent life this time around. Uh, But her primary reason was to look at this present life, death. And what was interesting was we, it became apparent that the time was irrelevant. It was what happened when she died that was most relevant. And what happened when she died was that she left her body peacefully. Uh, she, uh, she cleared all 
remaining calmer in this life. So as she left her body clear, and as she uh, as she left her body, she became one with everything, uh, which is what this process is very good at enabling people to experience at this uh, present life death. She went from being a, a separate consciousness to being part of much bigger consciousness that incorporated the air, the trees, the land, the cosmos. Uh, and in doing so, she reached the state of absolute bliss and surrender. And she was also told that uh, she did not need to reincarnate as a human being again, that her journey was complete, which is pretty unusual. doesn't happen that often. Yeah. So the client had a most a profound, blissful experience. It was this, this connection with unity consciousness. When you experience it, it's the most unbelievably profound thing. So over, over many years, I've had various theologians and ministers come to me to experience it because they understand it in theory and they they believe it's true but to actually experience that is quite unbelievable in in the way it affects your life yes and if you really get that you've lived before you've also died before so it can help release the fear of death yeah yes absolutely and it help 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 anyone understand that more to their being than what we experience here and now talking on this show being in a physical body when you understand that on a cellular level it changes everything in your life uh, and the dramas may aren't so dramatic anymore yeah and steve what are your thoughts on that uh, well it's uh i find that a very uh revealing perspective in terms of life purpose and perspective and helping us know why, why we're here and uh, ultimately where we're headed. I, uh, the thing for me with this process is that it's our birthright. It's a natural part of who we are. Our culture, uh, for whatever reasons, and you could spend several programs talking about that, but our, our culture's in denial of that, particularly uh, modern Western culture. Modern Western culture tends to want people to follow somebody or to use somebody as a conduit uh, to access their spirituality when, in fact, uh, in true shamanic terms, it's, it's, everyone can do it. It's quite a natural thing to be able to do. What crystal dreaming does is open that portal safely in a way that anyone can access that space. And, you know, whilst it is special, it's also natural. And it, it's, well, I'm repeating myself, but really it's everyone's right. I've been blessed with crystal dreaming to be able to develop a process that I can teach. And there are teachers in the States, there are teachers in Europe, and of course here in Australia, if anyone's interested, just look up crystal dreaming. But it's, it's a process that's not actually so hard to learn. I can teach it in three days. Uh, and then it's a matter of practice, practice, practice. And uh, what are uh, some sometimes in crystal dreaming session, uh, you can encounter a spirit attachment. Uh, can you explain what that is and how spirit attachments can impact our lives? So usually through trauma, uh, a client can become vulnerable uh, and 
client, most people might in trauma at any stage in their existence incarnating on this planet or indeed anywhere else, in trauma, they can ask for help. Will somebody please get me out of this? Will somebody please stop this pain? Uh, and that is an open invitation, an open contract to any, any being to attach to the client to temporarily stop the pain. The pain. That, that's as simple as illustration of how many attachments happen. Uh, I mean, many levels of agreements, many reasons for agreements, but the point with attachment is there's always an agreement. So if we can get to the moment of the agreement, therefore we can unravel the agreement and set both the client and the spirit that's attached to them free, returning them safely home uh, to light, safely home to unity consciousness. So spirit attachment is very common. I would say that 80% of any clients that's, that experience crystal dreaming have that kind of experience and it's quite easy to fix, quite easy to change if you understand how to do it. Uh, the challenge is it affects the client's life. The attached spirit impels the clients through their emotions to do what pleases them or what pleased them when they were living in a body. So they live vicariously through the client and that can be very subtle or it can be very intense for a client. Yeah, or it could be very emotionally or physically draining on the person, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you also um, can uh, offer, through crystal dreaming, uh, you can also offer uh, healing if you've been abducted by aliens. Uh, right? Yes, re reasonably common. Uh, and the abductions are etheric rather than physical. Now and again, we run into a physical abduction, but that's quite rare. The being interfering with the client want to monitor them. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, that might, might bring up a lot of fear for people. But in my experience, it's not a, a particularly uh, a malicious thing that these beings do to clients. They're most interested in monitoring our emotional body because they don't have one uh, and they, they would like one. That's the simple version. So they'll put etheric implants into a client which we do to a mouse, a lab experiment, without really thinking about how it affects us or the lab uh, But in fact, the client energy body profoundly and it's their growth. Uh, but it's not experience particularly malicious it's like well these beings are uh they're silly enough to allow us by entering into a conscious or unconscious agreement with us so we'll carry on, monitor these beings and try and understand why actually why they're so close to enlightenment as a species and we're not uh, that's the gist of it so implants are generally fairly easy to remove and I've only once come across a physical one, which came out of the client's nose. <laughs> oh, my. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The nose bleed. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was one off. And I took it to a doctor friend who had it under a high-definition microscope, and he said we didn't make this. So I buried it. That was that. Wow. That would be unusual. 
Have you encountered UFOs or had alien contact? Only through clients, only through clients' experience. Having said that, I have had some interesting experience in crop circles. We take an annual, until recently, until the pandemic, uh, we take an annual trip to the UK where we explore sacred sites and crop circles. And uh, we've been doing that for quite a number of years, so I've walked in quite a few crop circles. And a few years ago, we, using Crystal Dreaming, we connected with the crop circle makers who love us unconditionally because what people don't get is there are a variety of beings making crop circles, including human beings. And we request, after a dialogue with them, we requested a circle and spontaneously requested the flower of life, which they said would manifest close to where we were staying soon. So what's soon in cosmic language, right? Is it, is it a day? Is it a week? Is it a year? Uh, so within that was near the end of our tour. The tour finished. We hadn't noticed anything. We weren't aware of any big changes nearby, any crop circles. Uh, the group dispersed. Uh, my partner and I continued our adventures in Europe. And maybe a week later, I was looking online and came across a circle formation really quite close to where we were staying, as in within a few miles. But it didn't look, didn't really look like the flower of life. And it, it, looked, it looked like maybe the middle of it was the seed of life. I couldn't quite get it. I thought, that's not what we asked for. It's nothing to do with us. It's a coincidence. Anyway, a few months later, I was writing a story for a national magazine and they said to me, look, we think we've, you've got the front page story here, but we think you're missing something because when things happen around you and this is a great story, but there's something missing, can you review your whole experience? And I went back and reviewed the whole experience and then looked at the crop circle again. And when you laid a diagram of the flower of life on top of the crop circle, it fitted perfectly, and the mm. beings who made the circle have done it, mark the spaces in between. So really it's looking at what they're saying is there are spaces, we look at the spaces in between realities when we communicate, and that, even with all my experience, absolutely blew my mind. Uh, and you can follow that at that's, uh, uh, sacredsitesuk.com but you can follow the link from Crystal Dreaming and see the story, the photographs and the diagram of the circle. And there's absolutely no denying it's an interpretation of the flower of life, but it doesn't look like the flower of life. It fits perfectly. Well, what, what is the energy like inside a crop circle? In all the ones I've walked in, actually pretty subtle. I've heard stories of people feeling nauseous in circles. I haven't experienced that, nor as the group. Uh, there was one huge complex circle that was like a serpent. Um, you know, we're talking a couple of football pitches big here. Uh, and from above it looked quite defined, but when we got into the circle, the crop was, was really just waving. Sometimes the crops folded twice like that, and it's alive, swollen here and here. It's harvestable. It's alive. It's not broken. Uh, crop circles are made by people and other beings. The, the crop's broken at the base. This one, the crop was kind of doing that. Okay, so it, even though the aerial photograph was yin yang symbols, huge 
interlocking serpent. When we were in it, it was actually quite hard to see the circle, you see what I mean? Often it's really clearly defined, either like that or like that. And in that circle, uh, the group dispersed, uh, people having their own experiences. Uh, I'm, of course, having my experience and taking photographs. And then, like, I couldn't find everyone. Everyone had gone. Uh, and uh, I looked around and everyone had, uh, in their own space had adopted the fetal position and fallen asleep in one of the circles. So wow. it was quite pleasant. <laughs> wow. Hmm. And, and so uh, uh, you teach people how to uh, become a crystal dreaming practitioner as well as give private sessions. Do you do remote sessions? No, I don't offer them personally because I prefer in-person sessions, but I train practitioners how to offer remote sessions. For me, the, most, the purest and most powerful form of crystal dreaming is a one-on-one session. Uh, I think remote sessions have their place and uh, practitioners offer them and they're powerful and beautiful. But that, that is then me telling you what I perceive about you, not you telling me about your experience and not you having that profound experience. So there's a huge difference. So personally, although I train practitioners and remote sessions are very useful and powerful, I only offer in-person sessions. And uh, I just want to mention again that you're in Australia. <laughs> yes, I'm in Australia. Uh, we do usually travel once mm-hmm. a year to the States and then the UK mm-hmm. and then Europe. I'm um, hoping next year that I'll travel to the States, maybe LA, definitely New York, and then go on to Europe after that for our crop circle tour. So that's our little circuit we, t- we try and do once mm-hmm. a year if we can. And, of course, I'm overwhelmed with requests for sessions. So I tend to focus on masterclasses. For, and that's what I'll be doing next time anyway, is a masterclass for practitioners where I can really help them refine their process. And uh, how can people contact you? What's the best way? To the easiest, simplest way, crystaldreaming.com. Just go to the website and they can email me from there. It's nice and simple easy to remember and uh how can people get uh your book your books you have three okay they're all uh, uh, thanks for mentioning that this book spirit guide which looks like it's back to front <laughs> uh, spirit guide is now a free ebook on amazon on apple books otherwise all the books uh spirit world which is the uh 66 true story the client's experiences and if you really want to go down the rabbit hole alchemy of crystals which is the actual process all available uh, internationally on amazon and apple uh they're print on demand on amazon uh yes you can mail order from me but actually it's easier to go through amazon they're all also available as ebooks and spirit guide is a free ebook and that's your basic starter book and I encourage everyone to read it and tell their friends. And some of the stories that um, that you share, uh, it's like I think that wow, maybe Rim should go to Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I think it would make great movies. You know, I couldn't agree more. In fact, if there's any Hollywood producers watching, this is the book that would make an amazing film or TV series. You just have to find somebody really handsome and good-looking to play me. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Oh, so thank you so much for being with us today. Our guest today was Raym Richards, creator of Crystal Dreaming and author of Alchemy of Crystals, How to Facilitate Altered States, Connection with Source, Profound Self-Healing, and Journey into Bliss. Raym leads Crystal Dreaming practitioner training courses, as well as conducts, conducts private sessions in Australia. And you can contact him at his website at crystaldreaming.com. And we're going to take a short break. And when we return, Dr. Stephen Sokolow will present one of his 35 values-based core principles of wise and empowered leadership uh, out outlined in his three books that are co-authored by Dr. Paul Houston. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you, Ron. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at juniverse.com or via email to junawotan at me.com. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junawotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome back to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juna Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Dr. Steve Sokolow, who has co-authored three books, is a Vistage speaker, and is available for lectures, media appearances, workshops, and coaching sessions. Hi, Steve. Hi, Juna. <laughs> okay, so- and and so uh, in your book, uh, in one of your books, you say that synchronicity is uh, uh, something to pay attention to if you're a wise leader. Can you explain that? Sure. First, I think it's important to understand what synchronicity is. The person who coined the term was Carl Jung, who was a disciple of Sigmund Freud. And um, Carl Jung noticed 
that uh, coincidences are not all the same. Here in the East, we tend to think of coincidences as random. Something happens, it catches our attention. We say, oh, that's an interesting coincidence. But Carl Jung said that can actually happen, but there's a subset of coincidences that are quite different. And those coincidences um, he called meaningful. So the definition of synchronicity is a meaningful coincidence. And the question is, meaningful to who? And the answer is, meaningful to you. So the amazing thing about synchronicities is that they're custom. And uh, so uh, synchronicities are a way that the universe communicates with us. And they're so prevalent and so common that most people aren't aware of them. We live in a world where everything depends upon gravity. If there was no gravity, we'd all be flying off. But we don't pay attention to gravity, it just is. Well, synchronicity is like that. It just is. And it's a part of our lives that most people are not aware of. And uh, you know, can after- you give us, Can you sure. give us an example? Well, the uh, synchronicity, uh, is a way that we are sort of guided to our, our best possibilities and to our life purposes. And I'll give you a very personal example. It was synchronicity that guided me to you, Juna. A series of events, unplanned, all connected over time, uh, more than 25 years ago, to connect us and to connect me with Reiki. Uh, it was not part of my plan, but the universe knew that it was important for that connection to occur. And a series of events unfolded so that we could form a friendship and you could teach me about Reiki. And today we could do a radio program together. We're a living example of a synchronicity, but everybody has these things in their lives. And, uh, so the question is, how do you recognize when a synchronicity is presenting itself? I was having a conversation with my writing partner, Dr. Paul Houston. And I said, Paul, I've noticed in my life that when I get information, it could be from a book, it could be from a TV show, it could be from a magazine or a, a billboard or a friend. And then I get the same information from another source. And then I get the same information a third time. It's all usually within about four weeks. I said, you know, I think the universe is trying to get my attention. So Paul said to me, you know, Steve, throughout my life, uh, something comes my way and I think, hmm, that's interesting. And then it comes my way a second time. And I think I really should pay attention to that. I said, well, Paul, you went to Harvard and I went to Temple. I said, so it's two for you and three for me. I'm a little slower on the uptake. So we decided in our book to call it the rule of twos or threes. But actually some people recognize the synchronicity the first time. They don't need the second or the third reminder. So usually it stems from something that you're thinking about that you want an answer to. Uh, and uh, if you're paying attention, the universe will 
send some possibilities your way and reinforce it to the point that you realize it's actually uh, you know, a message coming to you from our intelligent universe. Amazing. And uh, can, uh, can a person request a synchronicity? Uh, we can, and, and I do it all the time. I mean, uh, we all have intentions. And so um, you can actually uh, uh, refer to yourself, to your higher self, to your inner self, and say, uh, I need some guidance in a certain area. Uh, whether it's in terms of a relationship or a job possibility or whether you want to relocate. And uh, these can be issues large and small. And when you request some guidance, then pay attention during the next two to three weeks because very often that guidance will show up. And what is a synchronistic chain? Well, a synchronistic chain, uh, interestingly, is um, our whole life is made up of synchronistic chains. If you look back and think about how is it you decided on a particular, your career, how you decided to have the partner that you have, how you decided to live where you live or have a vacation home where you have a vacation home or uh, on a, a relationship, the uh, universe, um, you know, we, we have these experiences and we say, oh, this resonates with me. This is, this is really what I want. And then things open and unfold from that. And then a little while later, we have another event. And that leads to another major portion of your life unfolding. And the best way to understand synchronistic chains is to look backward. So if you look at your life, you know, winding backward, you see that uh, there's been a pattern to almost everything that happened to you. Sometimes we think it's, uh, they're good and sometimes we think they're not good. But even the things that are not good are teaching us lessons in terms of our life development. And so we are just uh, like branches on a tree of synchronistic chains. And uh, it's fascinating to look back and we see that there are patterns in our lives that contribute to our purpose and us understanding who we really are. Uh, but the rule of twos or threes will help you look at synchronicities that are happening in present time as you move forward. That's great. Thank you, and, Steve. And, and now, Juna, it, it, it's, it's time to see what the stars have uh, in mind for us. Fantastic. And uh, that was Dr. Steve Sokolow, author and the executive director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. Okay. And so now uh, let's have a look at what's going on in the heavens. And so uh, I thought we'd look at Saturn today because Saturn is a uh, it's an outer planet, moves slowly, and uh, Saturn is going to be in Aquarius to March of 2023. And so I thought we could um, look and see how uh, that presence would affect each sign. And so Saturn is the planet that helps us build our lives. And it's also known as the taskmaster for 
He rewards hard work, responsibility, patience, and perseverance. Saturn is also known as the karma planet for this transit can bring tests and difficult lessons. And so uh, let's go through all the signs to see how each sign will be impacted. Okay, so since Saturn is in Aquarius, let's start there. So Saturn will be initiating a new cycle of growth for the next 28, 29 years for you Aquarians. And with Saturn moving through your first house that rules your personal identity, you'll be concerned how you come across to others. Your physical body will come into focus as well. And if you're over 40, you might you might feel your age and be able to view your body realistically, making it an excellent time to begin a new health regime, diet, or exercise program. And you won't be able to be in denial. And your outlook on life will have a more serious, responsible tone. And in the beginning stages of this transit, uh, which we've already passed, uh, you may feel frustrated or lack self-confidence. In Capricorn, with Saturn visiting your second house of values, your sense of your self-worth will come into focus. Saturn wants you to get real about your spending habits and what's really important to you. And if you're working at a job that you hate or for only for financial security that it brings, it may be taken from you. Or if you work at a job you love but are not fairly compensated, you may need to make a change. And so this is an excellent time between now and 2023 uh, to save instead of spend, to create long-term financial plans that create stability into your life, and to conservatively invest. Working hard will bring you results. And Sagittarius, Saturn in your third house will shine a spotlight on the way you communicate. He wants you to keep your word and speak your truth. And for instance, don't say yes to someone because you want to please him or her, even though you really mean no. Don't make promises you can't keep. And you'll discover if you've been expecting the people in your life to be mind readers instead of making requests and being upfront about what you want. And if you streamline your daily life, cutting out anything that seems wasteful, you'll become more productive. And Scorpio, for the next two and a half years, Saturn will help strengthen your home base, your family, and your personal life. During this time, you may need to make some home repairs, remodel, or move. Unresolved family issues will surface in order to heal. Or you might need to cut ties with a family member if it's been a, tox a toxic relationship. Uh, if you suffer trauma in your childhood, therapy can help you heal. And you may need to take on more responsibility with a family member, uh, such as help your parents downsize their house or financially help or care for a sick relative. Libra, when Saturn is in your fifth house, you become more serious about brings you true happiness. You won't be able to be frivolous. And when it comes to love and romance, if you're dating, you won't be satisfied with a one night stand. You'll seek a partner who wants a commitment. And when it comes to your creativity, you'll be able to realistically look at your talent and be honest about it. If you want to live an artist's life, you'll have to determine if you're willing to make the sacrifices you need to make to do it. 
And Virgo, when Saturn transits your sixth house, you'll be able to analyze your daily routine and take steps to make it more efficient. At work, you'll be able to see how you become more organized and productive. And you may take a time management course. You may take on more responsibilities and need to readjust your schedule to find balance in your work life uh, with your personal needs. And Leo, when transiting Saturn is in your seventh house, the spoken and unspoken contracts that you have with others will come up for a review. For instance, are you the one that always takes out the trash, picks up the dinner bill, or calls to check in? And you'll also become aware of your duties and responsibilities to others. If they're all off kilter, it's time to make a change. And if you're single, you may need to learn about what you want and need from someone or what commitment means to you and what you can contribute to a relationship. And Cancer, Saturn in your eighth house will trigger patterns concerning power and control to come to your attention in order to heal. If you're a control freak or a guilt tripper or give your power away to someone else, you'll be drawn to get to the bottom of this and be freed from the past. If you have any addictions, you'll be forced to face them. And this can be a life-changing transit that will bring positive changes. And Gemini, when transit Saturn is in your ninth house, you may question your religious faith and beliefs. If you look at how they've been impacting your life and whether they make sense anymore and what needs to change. If you're a student in college, Saturn will want you to stop partying and declare a major and apply yourself. You may want to make a commitment to your personal growth and begin to study new age therapies or astrology. And Taurus, when transiting Saturn is in your 10th house of honor and fame, you'll make career advancements and take actions for success. You may have to assess the achievements you've had up until this point and examine the failures that you've endured. If you've been working hard and smart, this transit will bring rewards for a job well done. And if you've been slacking off, you'll face the consequences of your actions. And Aries, when transit Saturn is in your 11th house, friendships may be put to the test and some may leave your life. It may be that your work together is over and you move on to different paths. During this time, you may be more focused on your future and your hopes and wishes. Take a slow, realistic approach to achieving your goals and don't give up if the going gets tough. And Pisces, when transiting Saturn is in your 12th house, you are in a completion cycle, a time of letting go. You can release some heavy baggage from the past that has been holding you back for lifetimes. Facing your issues head on will bring you success. So it's a perfect time to start therapy or do some healing sessions. It's a good time to clear out the clutter out of your attic, your drawers, your garage, and your closet. Take a deep look at all your unfinished projects, decide if they're worth completing, and if so, schedule time in your calendar to do so. And if you're not going to finish what you've begun, toss it out. Okay. And... So um, thank you. You've been listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. Steve and I will be back next week with Claudia Post, award-winning business entrepreneur and CEO of Green Bar Supply Company, the industry at the forefront of all things cannabis-related. She'll talk about the benefits of CBD products. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Till next time. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Voices for the New Age. Please join your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to share more about your better self next week.